Welcome to Slovenology the Podcast with Noah Charney. Welcome, thank you all for coming. It's going to be a cozy evening, you get to ask lots of personal questions. And this is the first in the continuation of the series that we started last spring. Um, and in choosing guests, we tried to choose people who would have some sort of insight into international culture between Slovenia and the U.S. And this is nice and easy for me because I get to speak in English, which is a good deal easier than my normal and it's very events. good. Your English is excellent. Thank you. I've been practicing <laughs> yeah. at home. Oh, strange. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. And like with Giga, I've never spoken English before, so it's always a fun <laughs> surprise how well everybody speaks. So I don't even need to speak Slovene to live here. But we're, we're going to be in English today. And... Um, Boshan Vidamshek was supposed to be with us. He had to go abroad. He tends to do that. He's an international correspondent, um, writes for lots of different newspapers. And he's got a project that's very cool that we'll just mention now because I think it sounds so exciting. He's trying to go on a run in every one of the world's most dangerous countries. And for many years, he tried to go to North Korea, and it mm -hmm. worked. He just got back not long ago successfully. And that's eventually going to be a book about his adventures running in dangerous places, mm -hmm. um, running away from things, possibly, yeah, going sure. for fun runs, but it sounds like a very cool idea. Um, the other guest this evening, he's the invisible guest, um, Yasmina Praprudnik, who I've known for many years. She um, and her husband, Urban, were at one of my workshops at University of Ljubljana for writing for publication, how you get published in foreign magazines, and how you get books published. And she wrote this very wonderful book that she'll tell us a little bit more about um, in Slovene. And then it also came out with an American University Press. And you can actually take home a copy, if you like, um, The Long-Running Life of Helene Gigon. They left a, they left a streshica off yeah, of the, yes, her, her name, yes. but it's okay. We talked much about this, <laughs> but I agree, it's okay. Um, Yasmina is also a running coach, and we're going to let her talk about that too, mm -hmm. but she and her husband lead tours for people who want to have a running holiday where you go running between interesting locations and they arrange the transports of baggage and reservations and restaurants and they guide you. But you can do, you probably heard of bicycling tour holidays, but they do running tours. Um, they also do running coaching um, and the proper way to run, it seems like all of us run naturally, but many of us run incorrectly and it can lead to injuries or being less efficient and so they, they actually coach these things. And then um, Giga Gombach has many talents. Um, he is a, a mountain runner in particular, is a favorite thing of yours, right? Running up and down mountains? Yeah, mountain runner, trail runner, everything that's connected to nature. And also um, ultra marathon running too. Yeah, I'm trying to be that too, yeah. <laughs> but his, your normal job is as a radio DJ, is that right? Uh, it's radio editor. Editor, yeah, not okay. DJ. Uh, at radio, I'm an editor. Mm -hmm. I don't have a voice for... Uh, but you're also a, a, a fairly regular um, on television shows. Yeah, here and there, if they invited me, if the project is interesting, I, uh, I go and participate, definitely. Yeah. And if you've heard of his work before, maybe because of his children's books. He writes very wonderful children's books that a mutual friend of ours illustrates, Ivan Mitrowski. Mm -hmm. um, and they're great fun, and they're very popular. And so he spends a lot of his... Um, visits in the field, let's say, visiting yeah. schools or libraries mm -hmm. and giving presentations. So I'm really delighted to have both of you here. And my first question for you is, how did you get started running in a way that was fun, not only for exercise? What was your first moment where you went running and you actually liked it? I'm going to put it that way, because it took me a while mm -hmm. to get into the group. I should say now I'm an avid runner. I run 40 minutes a day. And it's mostly Good. your fault. Oh, I'm very glad. I hosted Yasmina. I'm very happy for you. It's, it's great. <laughs> Yasmina and Urban were my guests at a similar event to this, but one that I do every month at the library in Domžale. It's also free. It's in Slovene. And there are videos of it. If you go to Domžalec Picasi, you can see videos of other people that I've hosted. Um, and from that moment, you gave yes. me this idea that I should stop using an elliptical running uh -huh. machine in my living room while watching Red Sox games yes. on TV, yes. and I should go outside. And it's completely different and way yeah. better. And yeah. especially since you live in Kamnik, you have a lot of a lot of nice trails there. It's, it's true. It's a perfect place for hiking, bicycling, running, because you're immediately Definitely. in the mm -hmm. mountains and in the forest. So it's been so. I'm a convert, but I'd like to know how 
each of you got started. Maybe you want to get started, started. Yeah. running. Yeah. Well, I started running as you did when I was one year and a half, but I never quit uh, because I was uh, I joined a running group when I was 11 years old, and I had a running trainer that was a little bit similar to my husband. Uh, he was taking us on running trips to Italy because I went to school in Piran, to the Italian uh, language school, and we went, uh, were joining um, various competitions in Italy, but those were like n very, very non-serious competitions. We went there just to have fun and to, uh, because we were much trained, we won all the, um, all the uh, we got uh, all the presents and we were very happy kids. So I was used to running from, from my 11th year. And then I continued running because I felt this is something, it, uh, it helps me to be more me. It helps me to put all my worries and accidents and maybe stress away and to, to, uh, to feel me better. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was a student, I was running more or less, all until I met Urban. This was uh, one day after the Ljubljana Marathon. Which one? Uh, in uh, 2005. Oh, okay. It was the last one I attended just, as, uh, just in front of the public. And I remember the point when I was uh, standing in the public looking at the runners all the fast ones, but also the enjoying ones. And uh, um, a strong thought came into my mind. What's wrong with me? Why am I just looking? Do I have two legs? Do you? <laughs> and I said, that's it. I'm quitting being in the public. I'm joining. And the next day, I went to the sauna. Okay, uh, and there, uh, was, there were three nice guys. Uh, without clothes <laughs> and uh, uh, he said he's a shy guy but because it was one day after the marathon he supposed I was I have been to the marathon and that's why I was uh, relaxing my uh, tired muscles in the sauna uh, they, uh, and that's why he um, he had the courage to speak with me and he asked me uh, did you run yesterday and I had to uh, reply no but I will run next year and so it was. So then we uh, started running together and we started uh, with our running society called Urbani Tekachi, Urban Runners. And we have this group now for 11 years. We never missed the group. Every Tuesday and Thursday we meet and we run with our running friends. We are a big family um, and uh, we like it and we want to continue doing until the end. This is amazing. So you met and you were both naked. <laughs> yes. That's, I've never and it was very hot, like here. And almost. you could probably tell immediately whether he liked you or not. Uh, That's very convenient. Yes, I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. I've never, I've never mm -hmm. met anybody who met their spouse naked before. So that's On no 100 degrees. That's yes. even more exciting. <laughs> uh, you got to have a good story to follow that up. I don't know if that's possible because a lot of uh, naughty thoughts are running, <laughs> running through my mind right now. What thoughts? Urbana, share, Urbana share them with us. Sona. <laughs> Man, that's a first one for me too. Uh, yeah, uh, with me it was that I was uh, start. I started running to run away from the problems, but not the problems inside my head and in my thoughts that I do some so, uh, here or there right now. But as a kid, I was a very, very problematic kid. So with a lot of, uh, let's say, st yeah, stupid ideas or ideas that that in that time seems nice and good. But as a kid, towards adults, adults thought other way. So we, like, uh, I'm writing a, a kid's book right now as we speak. It was, is a novel of situations that I find myself into when I was young. And since I'm writing that, sometimes I said to myself, oh, it's okay that it ended, like it ended, that I'm still here, mm. uh, having both ears. And because we really did a lot, of, a lot of stupid stuff. And of course, when you do a lot of stupid stuff as a kid, sometimes you have to run away from <laughs> angry, 
people who try to chase you and uh, punish you. So this was my beginning. Uh, I was running with a lot of adrenaline uh, away from the things we did. It's not that inter it's interesting as sauna, I, I admit that. But uh, yeah, this is, this is how I started of running. I always had a lot of, lot of, too much of an energy. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents uh, will, if they, if they were here, they would say, yeah, a lot of energy is a nice, nice way to put it. You were an annoying little kid. Um, so they always had uh, tried to, to, to put me, let's say, in the football, uh, um, football team, in the basketball team, in the volleyball team. Uh, but uh, the, the, the activities that I mo most enjoyed was hiking with my dad. So he was a pretty persistent hiker uh, and we were at, uh, at the mountains every single weekend. At sun Saturdays he came, uh, he came to my room, he lived uh, the curtains up and said let's go. It was 6 a.m., 7 a.m. I always wanted to sleep but we always end up uh, doing a great uh, great uh, outdoor uh, hike with him together and these are pretty uh, they're nice memories uh, so this was beginning of my let's say moving uh, as person is moving I always was a bit of a problematic kid but find myself in the nature in the outdoors you know with nature around myself and just exploring sometimes running sometimes walking uh, sometimes walking for the whole day sometimes uh, I don't know, it was a full, a lot of, a lot of nice memories. And then the, the high school, um, I end, I end with all the, my activities because of the, well, teenage years, but it, in the third, uh, third year of my high school, I start uh, to train boxing. Mm -hmm. And, um, for boxing, you must be in pretty good shape if you have, if you want to survive in the ring. So with boxing, I trained for five years and that was my, there I started, uh, uh, of, it was my, let's say, also a, a gym for, for the preparation that I have, let's say, right now, because that, that was 20, 25 years ago that I was boxing. And uh, I have the, I have, I'm in good shape since then. Mm -hmm. It was my, from every day I have to move, I have to do something for myself. And at the end of the boxing, I went to the, I think it was the first, or when I started to end uh, to train, train with my trainings, because it was too much. The coach wants to go, even uh, wanted me to go to, to go professional. Mm -hmm. But I said, okay, I'll choose college. And uh, it was, I think it was the right decision. Uh, I went, I ended up on the 1st of September. I said, that's enough. And I said, what, what I have to do? What, 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 I mean, what's there for me? You know, I was always, all these years, I was in moving and in good shape. Oh, I said, oh, look, it's marathon in Ljubljana. It was first or second marathon in Ljubljana. Let's try it. I was in 20, 21 years old. I went, it was, was 97, I think it was the second <coughs> marathon. So I, I went and ran the whole thing. It was three hours. Wow. Uh, it was my first uh, competition, first running competition. It was second Ljubljana's uh, marathon. Nobody uh, thought, uh, nobody challenged me or nobody uh, uh, said, let's go there. I was like completely my own decision. I went some old, I have had my old sneakers, uh, bathing suits, you know. <laughs> it was like, you know, I had full of blisters <laughs> between my legs. So an ordinary t-shirt yeah. and I just went. It was three hours and 40 minutes. It was a great experience. So this was actually a short my yeah. Now, here's a question about training. I like running for 40 minutes a day. I do about six kilometers, mm -hmm. but I can't imagine the jump to actually doing a marathon. Mm -hmm. How does your training shift or your mentality shift when you decide you're going to go from sort of a normal, relaxing run to keep healthy into something that's that intense and long? Yeah, it's both. It's a training shift and mentality shift. So if you want to uh, run longer, you have to train longer. But also you have maybe to change the technique from uh, f uh, thinking, oh, now I will run six kilometers and run all the time. Don't. You will only run six and then you will probably need to finish. If you want to run more, uh, put walking in, in your runs and, and uh, think this is okay. So, for example, uh, run one kilometer and then walk for two minutes and then again one kilometer and walk two minutes. And in those two minutes, you will refresh your muscles, your body, and you will be able to run more. This is the system um, um, with which we run long distances. For example, the last um, 
uh, trip, we went running from Ljubljana to Bled with our running groups. We were like uh, 25 or more people. Uh, and the, most of them were not used to run 65 kilometers, which is the distance between Ljubljana and Bled if you don't go highway, if you choose uh, pathways through the woods and so on. But with this uh, plan, we ran four minutes and walked two minutes, mm -hmm. more or less depend on the, the street and so on. But with, uh, with in this uh, way, we could uh, uh, run much, much more than we, our bodies are used to. Because um, our bodies are made to run. We, as a species, are runners. So uh, we can go long distances, but um, we, not until our, we are out of breath, but uh, um, not running, uh, running and walking, running and walking, and you can go very far. Let me it's ask true. you, to bring in the ultra marathon because I'm not mm -hmm. even sure what an ultra marathon is. Ultra marathon is all about walking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you a say, little bit yeah, of running. A little huh? bit of running, but uh, <laughs> to just to uh, just to uh, answer this uh, first question uh, that you put that you asked, it's about uh, I I've heard uh, this formula for runners, but I don't know. Maybe Urban will correct me. I've heard it in one on on the Tekashka Conferenza once. Um, you, if you uh, run one year, you run. It's good to run ten kilometers. Mm -hmm. After two years, you run twenty. After three runs, you run thirty. After four run, four years, you're ready for a marathon. Okay. It's maybe it's of course it's mm -hmm. with every person it's different. Mm -hmm. But I think it's Fine. a good it's a good combination not to go on your first marathon on the first marathon after I don't know a few months of running. I think that's that could be a mistake. Because a marathon, yeah, it's own, it's for me, it's tw only, it's 42 kilometers, but those 20, 20, uh, 20, uh, 42 kilometers can be re really, really long. Sure. Yeah. And but even your six kilometers, yeah. but they are great. Sure. Thank you. Yes. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the ultra? Yeah, the component? ultra marathon, uh, ultra marathons, I, during the years, I completely left out of my running the uh, running on the on the as uh, on the on pavement, concrete yeah, on, on asphalt, pavement yeah. yeah i don't do that anymore because uh, it's it's the yeah, impact is harmful i don't it's became boring uh, after after uh, uh, after a long run on the on the street uh, i got all possible aches in my knees and my uh, yeah it's because of technique of course <laughs> but uh, it's like too much for me I mean even in street it's sometimes it's full with with uh, cars and uh, I don't know I developed I, I slowly became a, a trail trail runner and I like to um, run in the woods in the mountains and with ultra marathons over there it's combination of walking and running if you go uh, steep or if you go uh, up you, you you walk you know okay. and the uh, majority of runners walk if you go to ultra marathon let's say 50 to 75 100 kilometers only 10 per 5 or 10 percent of the bad athletes they will run on the on uh, on the, the uh, uphill up so an ultra marathon is any distance longer than a normal marathon yeah i think yeah if yeah if you ask uh, majority, or maybe Dushan Raulia will disagree, <laughs> but uh, it's what's longer than uh, than a normal marathon. I think that's a good uh, yeah. that's a good uh, yes. description. Of How it. does the technique differ when you're trail running and you're trying not to trip over things and you have other obstacles? Do you I run in a physically different yeah, way? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, you I, you don't know this. You just okay. go and enjoy. You know, uh, today we're supposed on Wednesday we usually go to run on Mount Krim uh -huh. on the suburbs of Ljubljana, and uh, I know that path. You know, I can walk, uh, run with my eyes yeah. closed, but almost if you run, if you run almost on every trail, we expect that you have rocks, that you have uh, maybe you sometimes on every. I I was I lost I lost the the right path on every trail marathon. Uh, ultra trail marathon so far I always got lost but I wasn't angry you know yeah. sometimes people say oh I lost it the whole day I'm ruined yeah. no you just return to the to the uh, little flag right and yeah. you'll just follow the other way so uh, it's a combination of running and walking definitely 
even if you run uh, at the beginning and you run uphill, run uphill, some sometimes during the day it will uh, the nature will set to you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just walk, you know, it's you'll get easier. And even now when I uh, accompanied my colleague uh, Katja Kegel Wenzel when uh, she she became a uh, uh, record holder of Slovenian uh, this uh, Alpine Alpine Trail oh, it's great. 600 wow. kilometers she was she she was mostly walking you know and she okay. did the path 600 kilometers in less than nine days but it's like uh, I don't know 40,000 uh, essence uh, ups wow. and downs it was really nice but she was walking with really really nice and rational and rationalized tra- um, these uh, uh, rests she 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 got the record she uh, bettered the record I don't know for two or three days really good so yeah that's impressive mm-hmm. I think the whole the whole idea uh, of, of running marathons you know could be sometimes could be wrong you know if you take it as a competition yeah and here uh, Urmani Tekachi I agree with Urmani Tekachi just go go into the groups have fun relax you know you have a lot of stress in your everyday life and you don't need to bring that in, into running sure yeah mm-hmm. I originally didn't want to run because I felt like I didn't Why? know what I would do with the time. I was, I would think, okay, I'm going to listen. But this is the only time in the day when the time goes slow. And that's exactly, that's, that's why you convinced me that it's a good thing mm-hmm. to let time go slowly yes. and that it's a good thing to kind of be bored. Yes. And I was yeah, always with... It's weird. a necessity that we are bored because in our normal life we are never bored. Mm-hmm. If you are bored for a second, you have the Facebook. Mm-hmm. You stop being bored. Yeah. And this is a problem for mm-hmm. me. And I realized after you had said that, that it was really good to just let yourself sort of space out. Mm-hmm. And when I do so then I get these other ideas I wouldn't have had space for in my head because I was always trying to fill any downtime and so that was hugely helpful Mm -hmm. from a mental perspective and that made it sort of okay for me to take the time each day Mm -hmm. to run can you talk to us a little bit and we're going to shift gears into writing about running and books about running Mm -hmm. Um, the book that you read for a book review to give you mm-hmm. a little more background, Yasmina wrote, oh, I, should, I should say this too, Yasmina wrote what is still by far the most popular article ever published <laughs> in the European Review magazine. Still. Still. For it's the called year. The Pregnant Marathon Runner. Yeah. <laughs> and she ran a half marathon when she was nine months pregnant. <laughs> I, which remember, is so I know cool. the, uh, the beginning of the article. It, it goes like this Can you imagine yourself being more than nine months pregnant? and standing at the starting line of a marathon. I and, remember that. And it you worked. Know, Metallica. Uh, yes. And we were standing yeah. here at Death Crossroads. At the it was end. all true. Mm-hmm. So th- this, is, this is a great story. She also um, reviewed a book mm-hmm. um, that had lots of interesting ideas that mm-hmm. I found very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yes. that book and what you learned Yes, I'm it? very thankful to you that you told me about it and gave me this chance to read it and to meet the author then. It's a great book. It's, uh, the title is Footnotes, How Running Makes Us Human. It's a book I do advise it to you because it uh, kind of connects all the topics on, on, on the topic, why should we run? And the answer is because we are runners. But it explains it from such a different and very interesting points of view that they were new even for me. And um, yes, it opened new spaces for me. And, and, the, uh, and it was the answer to the questions why we should go running in the forest, for example. Because uh, uh, he, talked, he talks about the um, forest bathing it's something that in Japan it's mm-hmm. a hugely important thing. It ju- it's, um, it's just a thing of the recent years, but it's uh, sci- scientifically uh, proven that forests uh, have something in the air called uh, phyto, um, uh, phyto, some, phytocyan uh, that uh, uh, helps the trees to uh, be to um, stronger their immune system. It's an etheric coal that it's in the air for, that helps the trees. But this thing uh, helps uh, uh, us too. 
it goes through the, our skin in our body and helps with the uh, bad uh, bacteria and so on to stronger our immune system too. Uh, it's a huge thing. They all in Japan they have the association for mm -hmm. uh, forest bathing, and they spend millions of these on those uh, scientific research uh, to study this and to convince people how important it is to go uh, in the woods as often as possible. Not necessarily to to run, maybe just to walk or uh, or lie down under a tree, but to go there and. Um, I think if you go in the trees, uh, why not? Uh, uh, you can run at home, uh, uh, lay down at home. Uh, go, if you go, uh, you run. And that's interesting because I know I've heard it's a cliche that if you go to the doctor in Slovenia, they don't want to prescribe you medication. That's what American doctors love to do. Mm -hmm. But they tell you to go take a walk in the woods instead mm -hmm. and you'll feel better. Yes. But it turns out there's actually yes. something to that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. And it this is. runner also, he likes to run barefoot, doesn't mm -hmm. he? And yeah. I found that quite yeah. unusual. Yeah, it, it became usual even in Slovenia. There are uh, quite mm -hmm. some uh, barefoot runners. Uh, I think it's very interesting be, uh, because they say that they uh, normally don't get hurt. This is a, a thing why I don't run barefoot because I'm very afraid of, uh, of hurting myself and that's why I ride, uh, like to wear my running shoes. But I try to run as I was barefoot. So uh, barefoot running makes you run with the ra uh, right running technique but you are a little bit unprotected. So uh, the, um, I think the most wise thing is to be protected, but run like if you were without. Can I ask you to demonstrate mm -hmm. what the correct technique looks yes, like? Yes, of course, with mm -hmm. pleasure. I will run here up and down, okay? okay? Great, yeah. Starting with the bat one. That's this bad. The bat one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm doing is I'm here striking, and my, this is moving a lot, <laughs> and I am all flat. While the correct running technique is I feel strong, I feel high, and I run on the... Um, on the balls on the, of your feet? Uh, on the half, the first okay, half. Okay, the first half. Yes, okay. uh, and it's different. The feeling is different, and the impact is on my knees and on all my body is different. Okay. And I feel different because if you run like this, you feel like this. So you have to open yourself. And do you need to stretch before and after you go for a run? Is that important? Yeah, we do stretch um, because in our trainings we stop a lot. And we, uh, because we wait for the last runners. And in this time we do um, some exercises for strength. And we also stretch because it's, yeah. Are shoes important? Like I'm, I've no know if you saw. I'm wearing my running shoes, but I bought Those these because I, I thought they looked cool. And then yeah, I noticed they, that they're <laughs> running shoes, but, but I don't we, think they're like running shoes. So do I need to get a different pair? I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are the best kinds of running shoes? Um, well, they are many, especially those which one you run a lot. Mm -hmm. the, those are the best ones. Okay. If you are, if they stay in the closet, they are not good for you. <laughs> the, many are good. Many are good. I like to run in the Asics okay. because they have a, also a nice name. You know what is Asics? No. It, those are the first letters of Animo Sano in Corpore Sano. Uh -huh, that's this is cool. not the reason, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Are there specialist running shoes that only runners know about that are extra badass, <laughs> for lack of a better term? Um, like trail running shoes, they must be a little bit different or not? Yeah, but I, um, I run a lot, a lot of trails and mountain runs in shoes for, for, for street. Okay. For, yeah, it's my specialty. Actually, you ever run in these guys? Uh, no, I don't. I, I sometimes I run barefoot because okay. I like that, uh, and I walked barefoot all my ch in all my childhood. Uh -huh. On the summertime, I run and walked, and uh, sometimes I, I miss that feeling. So that's why I'm barefoot even right now. It's September, and the thing the days are getting cold. I just remain like in this kind of uh, of uh, shoes as long as I can yeah. because. Uh, it really means a lot. I don't know why it's a habit. 
But for for uh, for uh, um, trail runners, yeah, maybe uh, 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 brands like Hoka. It's now uh, getting pretty uh, pretty known. They are pretty good shoes. But I have some bad experiences with them. Yeah. Yeah, I was on Triglow on the top of the Triglow, and the part of the my how to say uh, is here the plat the, the heel uh, the yeah, sole yeah, sorry just the sole, fall, yeah. fall down. Ooh, and I just uh, I just uh, took a photograph. Uh, of it and with the Liazzo stop and I said great now I have a have to get down <laughs> yeah, yeah. how do you suggest that yeah, I do that yeah. you know <laughs> with, with, with the which was yeah. like that and he was like oh my god what happened yeah. the guy was totally you know the guy who who sells them here in yeah. Slovenia was no guy come to my <laughs> shop we'll, we'll, and said yeah I mean if I will manage to get down yeah, yeah sure yeah <laughs> but it happens uh, uh, Hoka, uh, I run La Sportiva a lot. Okay. They're pretty good shoes, even for hiking. And uh, I don't know, that's it. Inov, maybe Inov. Uh, like, I really don't mind. I have like, uh, if you, once, you know, if when you're a runner, when you have like the majority of your shoes are running shoes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my son, now that he has like the same size of my leg, he uses them. And uh, I have, I don't know, like a lot of pairs okay. of, of, yeah, that I use. But I'm li- uh, I don't I don't mind I you, you know I spend a lot of my time in mountains I know how to walk up down and I can do that even in my in my uh, ordinary uh, yeah. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk more about books. We mentioned this footnotes book. Um, in theory, mm-hmm. reading about running could be kind of uninteresting. It depends mm-hmm. how it's approached. Mm-hmm. What books have you read about running? that you liked particularly and what did you like about The them? first book that I read was of Slovenian author Dusan Marolje. Mm-hmm. I read all, uh, <coughs> I mean all, there are not a, lo- a lot of them, a few of them. I loved all of the, of his book books and I remember I was like reading them and I was like, wow, is that possible, you know? Wow, that guy is, uh, is totally my, my hero. Um, and I knew back then, I, w- I was reading them when I was like, I don't know, pretty young, I guess. He was doing that runs like in Spartathlon and uh, he ran the old uh, Croatian uh, Magistrala uh-huh. yeah, and stuff like that. And uh, I was like uh, totally hooked when I read. Uh, but I never imagined myself that I would run more than a marathon or even marathon yeah. back then. Uh, it was like these go- like his books were pretty, pretty important to me. And then after, uh, after a lot of years... Uh, I, I started to read books that even are popular right now of of uh, of uh, this Greek guy. Karnazes. Um, Karnazes, yeah, I think Karnazes uh, of Scott Urek of uh, Kilian Jornet, which is pretty pretty good uh, uh, trail runner. And now you you got a lot of of of, of movies, uh, a lot of reports, a lot of uh, people filming the, filming themselves, and it became a lot. But like a few years ago. Like the books were only only tool that you can you can through books you can see what's possible out there you know. It now, like, what did you like about them, and and what sort of things did they write about beyond what they saw while running and, and yeah, felt? It was, it was like just the fact that they can do that, you know. And I was asking myself, wow, uh, do do you do are you capable of doing that too? And it was un, un, uh, like I I also lo- uh, love to read uh, loved uh, reading. Uh, Books about alp, 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 alpinism mm-hmm, here yeah. in in Slovenia. Uh, Vicky yeah. Groschel wrote uh, a lot, a lot of good books, uh, and it was like uh, you know challenging yourself uh, uh, and then uh, approaching the to your limits or even passing them. And when I saw him first, you know, it was in Knižni Sem. In, in I approached to him and said, "Wow, man, I'm totally fan of yours. Wow, a lot of great." He was like, "Okay, <laughs> he was, he's really a nice, shy guy, yeah. polite." Yeah. But he said, "Okay, yeah. back up a little bit because." But they were like first steps into you know, and I was asking myself, "Why can I do?" You know, I know that I have like something similar, even more or less less uh, less uh, extreme things lying in me, and those books actually kind of helped uh, to to let's say the ignite the the spark. Tell Somehow. me about your book, Ultra Blues. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting project. Uh, I, even today I was uh, in contact with, uh, with uh, Bustian and Sama. We, we remain in contact. After this, it was like a book that was released four years ago. And you almost too, like four years ago, right? In 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it was a really, really nice project, which actually for all three of us, 
it became a, 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 a travel from 42 kilometers to 100 kilometers. Okay. It was, was completely a new field for us uh, because even back then, the ultra ultra running, let's say, wasn't so popular or developed. It is right now. And we asked ourselves, okay, who do we know that run an ultra marathon? It was like nobody, you know. And it was also a challenge, you know, we'll write a book for the audience that who to uh, let's say who would be interesting of reading that book you know yeah. if we don't know any ultra runners who would read that and <laughs> we were like uh, pretty doubtful about if we even should publish that book or not you know but since when we start running and preparing ourselves uh, for uh, for uh, this ultra marathon which was uh, uh, took place in uh, in uh, Utah mm-hmm. um, it became a, a really uh, a nice journey and a fulfilling journey uh, it was uh, also a challenge for us to, uh, let's say, uh, dig into, our, into ourselves mm-hmm. and uh, find, I don't know, memories from the past, uh, similar to what you asked us, uh, that we uh, kind of, you know, got from our routines uh, to, to in, let's say, welcome the pretty long training that you have to do if you want to, take, if you want to participate in ultra running. But maybe we took it a bit too serious because we were overtrained. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when we read back uh, for, for in the West, I said, man, that much running for only 100 kilometers, okay. But it connects us uh, also as, uh, as, uh, as a person, as friends. Uh, our relationship became as a life. Sometimes we get along good, sometimes not. But uh, as I said, today we just... Uh, we spoke a lot of free. Bustian, uh, I just text him, you know. Yeah. What are you doing? Where are you? What the fuck, you know, I'm going to be alone here. I mean, uh, with this Mina, but we'll be missed, okay? Yeah, but I have to and stuff. And Sama was t- told that uh, he won't be able to come. Uh, he said that hey, we have to meet later. So uh, that, that book was quite a surprise when it was released. That was also the, the uh, time when I met uh, Urban and Yasmina. Uh, I met a lot of uh, interesting people, a lot of people that are also here right now. Uh, and uh, it also say it was uh, kind of a uh, start to, to be a part of, let's say, running community in Slovenia, or a, a small part of running community in Slovenia, that we meet a lot right now in different runs, you know. We run through through um, Rožnik the other day. You met Esmina. You say hi, what's up? Yeah. And you make a, even. Uh, I was you like. You were in a hurry. I yeah, was not. Yeah, you we was were not. We were in a hurry, said, but not in a and hurry. She was. She was kind of yelling uh, behind stop, me. Come on, stop! What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. I, like, I have a dinner now in 15 minutes. I have to be there. So I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, but uh, she understands me, right? And uh, it was a, a nice, a lot of nice memories, you know, connected. Uh, running became a part of like after 2014 became a huge maybe even more important part of my life uh, it's like it's in, in you cannot go uh, if I don't run for a few days I'm really f- started feeling bad and uh, ask myself hey come on hmm. do something with yourself so and also it was a kind of surprise how that book was um, really good it, it had a really good feedback it was we didn't know what to expect and became a lot of people came to us and said, "Wow, it was uh, I don't know. It makes a lot of uh, good good impression on me as people start running, and uh, you know, it was it was great, great, great story." Now you run mostly here. You run through Europe. You also went running in the U.S. Is there anything different about the American or yeah. Slovenian approach to running? People are much nicer in the states. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to, Slo- I said that, but. I must exclude people that maybe of urban runners, they're running with the right cause, okay. let's say. But a lot of people here, they don't say hi. You know, we were running one, in one morning in LA, you know. Uh, it was like uh, 5 more, five a.m. We went running in the preparation of a, a run which was uh, planned uh, in this ultra yeah. run. But yeah. we were running, I don't know, we went for 10 kilometers. Bustian took us out. He said, let's go do a short run and we met uh, a couple of runners you know which we never met before or after and this the approach was hey looking good you're doing great good job go run and have a nice day bye 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 you know in Slovenia you know a lot of people just it's uh, uh-huh. just watching minding their own business or even if you don't if you don't uh, walk away 
uh, from their pad, they're even, I don't know, sometimes will, I don't know, hit you. But let's say in ultra running community, which is like, I don't know, 50 people, we know uh, each other very well. We, we are now, you know, celebrating birthday together, uh, meeting every week. It's really nice community, you know. But I noticed even in ultra runs, uh, people were much more running with smiles in okay. the States. That's my experience, you know. You want to tell us about Bela Dama and then also mm -hmm. the English version of it? What's the story and what was your experience with writing it? Yeah, it was interesting from the start because uh, I, um, I was uh, looking to Helena. Yeah, she was a lady that was 85 years old and we were meeting at different competitions. I was watching her. She was always standing in the first line all uh, dressed up like runners, but she was a nice old lady. And I was interested, what, what does she have inside that she came today to this run? Why she's not staying at home and complaining? Why she's happy and staying here and ready to run 10 or 20 kilometers? And I started talking with her and I liked her a lot. Then uh, one day, uh, Urban and Helena were guests in a library and she was telling about her amazing life. And when we from the public were like, oh, well, come on, is this possible? Because she really had uh, a very interesting life. I'm just going to pass around the book so people uh -huh, can just take okay, a look please. at it while you're speaking. And, and then the, uh, the uh, journalist asked her, uh, when will a book about you come out? And she said, never. And I said, never. And then uh, one hour later, we drove home with Urban and Helena in the car. And Urban asked me, uh, why don't you write a book about her? And, and it was for me like, yes, I should do it because the, I, I, need, uh, I felt the urgency to uh, write down her life so strongly that I felt that if there's nobody else that will do it, uh, I will do it, even if this, I never wrote a book before. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I asked her, Helena, can I write a book about you? And I liked her answer very much. It, the answer was like, uh, uh, shows what kind of, of a person she was. She said, yes, I'm busy now these two next weeks, but, uh, but then we can start. <laughs> she was 85 years old. Wow. And I had a, a small baby then, back then, uh, two months old. And I, I asked her, please, could you uh, come to my house? Uh, maybe every second day or so, so um, uh, because of the baby, and she said no problem. And she kept coming. It was uh, a very frozy winter, if you remember, five years ago, and she was uh, coming with her bicycle, all nicely dressed up. She came, sat, and start, started talking, and all the future was so clear to her because I think we runners have time when we are running to think about our past. And so it's easier for us to remember the things that happened because we, we have uh, dealt with them so many times. And so I started running with a two months old in my left hand and on the computer, but she was very strict on the facts that happened. She forgot how she felt. So, uh, but, so I started pulling, putting my thoughts, my feelings, but I always, when I wrote it down, I always ask, asked her, uh, please check Helena, is, is, it, uh, is it true that happened like this? And is it possible that you felt like this? Mm -hmm. And she always said, yes, it's possible. Let's go on. Okay. <laughs> and, and so we were uh, meeting for some months she was ex uh, explaining me her life, and um, and uh, and then once in uh, during a run in on Rojnik Hill, I figured out how I will uh, organize this story, and I said yes, I will do it 
uh, kilometer by kilometer. That's clever. So yeah. So uh, and I said, uh, but I should po put it on um, a real marathon. And uh, I thought, what's the next next marathon she could go? And it was the Istrian first marathon that was organized in two months. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, this could be uh, the, a good idea that we would go on a marathon together. And uh, she would be like kind of explaining me her life uh, all, yeah. all, all the way. And the, um, the, the occasion was that ex the first Istrian marathon that went from Piran to Koper and to uh, Isola Koper was exactly on her birthday. Okay. Uh, uh, March 13 or April, a pardon, April 13. Uh, and I said, uh, Helena, I have a proposal for you. What will you do for your 86th birthday? <laughs> and she said, well, uh, we will have dinner with my family, but, but before I will go running. <laughs> and I said, great, can we, can we go to get running together on the Eastern Half Marathon? And she said, yes, of course, we can postpone the, postpone the dinner, no problem. <laughs> but she was 86, can you imagine? But her, uh, her body was, was younger and her mind even more younger. Uh, you know what she said when she was asked, asked asked when she will stop running she replied when i will be old that's a good line she didn't feel old and until now she's 90 now good for her wow yeah yeah so the feeling of uh, oldness yeah. is a very subjective yes, feeling absolutely yeah so then i wrote the book with she did the marathon that was actually her last half marathon. And then I put it in the kilometers. And then when I was finished, I uh, sent the text to uh, the editor I choose. It's the same editor, his friend, Samo Rugel. Uh, he, uh, they, just, they were in the States when I uh, uh, sent them the text. And he replied to me, yes, uh, we are interested, let's meet. And then, the book came out in Slovenia, and then I met you. <laughs> Without you, I don't know how would it go, but uh, thanks to you, uh, uh, Noah said, why don't you try abroad? And I said, yes, good idea, but it uh, sounds very, uh, very easy, but I suppose it's not so easy. <laughs> and uh, then uh, on this uh, workshop, we, we went, we've been together on two workshops. Cool, yeah. Extra yes. credit. We would, would go to more workshops <laughs> if you would have them. And uh, um, he uh, had the whole workshops, how to publish a book abroad. So, uh, and he gave me the, the, um, the trust that is, uh, the book is, could be exotic. Uh -huh. I heard about Noah uh, in an interview that he had in Delo where he wrote that Slovenian literature could be exotic for the American hmm. ma market. And I like that. And I uh, was thinking, what if my book is exotic? <laughs> Noah said so. So then uh, I wrote you and he said, okay, let's meet. Yeah. Then, we, uh, then we met. And so uh, then I searched for, uh, you helped me uh, uh, talk with Erika Johnson de Baliak that translated me the book. And then you helped me, uh, and you, I don't know, um, you were very lucky or uh, you know, it was a good project. Uh, it, it was, was a easy good project. To find a yes, he helped me to find a publisher. Is the um, a, uh, publisher from the uh, near Chicago? It's a university publisher, and they liked the story. We signed the contract. Uh, then the uh, agency for the book, Slovenian agency for book, uh, gave me half of the uh, cost for the translation oh, back. Great. Yes, but yeah. after signing the contract, okay. yeah. Uh, they and they're also ready to pay you some expensive if you want to travel there That's to have great. a presentation of the book. Uh, yeah, and now I'm uh, waiting to see uh, how it will go. 
all, all these things, uh, it was like a two-year project. Yeah, it takes it, a long time. Very long. Unnecessarily long and very annoyingly long. long the yeah. slow in Slovenia, it was so fast. Yeah. The Samoruga said, oh, yes, we like the book. And in three months, it went out. Uh, why in the States, ooh, they wanted uh, to put more history in it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a more enriched version. Mm -hmm. Well, it has been a pleasure to have both of you. Thank you so much. I want to make sure we have some time for questions. Sure. Um, who's got questions for our guests or for me? Robbie always has a good question. Actually, after waiting for all of you, all three of you, I mean, sorry, uh, since you're all uh, interesting and, and different, and I, I wonder how this running or physical activity influence or affect your writing and let's say especially to you now you've been writing now for a long time in different areas and so on but you haven't been active you've only recently yeah. started running how do you feel how does the running affect you and your writing that's a great question for me it immediately helps I think of ideas I wouldn't have otherwise thought of because I'm intentionally not listening to music and not listening to audiobooks or anything that I would normally do to fill downtime, but I'm just spacing out. And when my brain is a little bit bored, it comes up with new things. So I'll get ideas for articles. I have a whole idea for um, uh, a crime novel that came out just while running, and I have ideas for different scenes each time I go running. And I just, it comes from spacing out. So for me, it's helpful, like Yasmina said, to have this downtime for your mind, because otherwise we get distracted with too many things. And I'm always, if there's a spare minute, I'm doing something to fill it. And it's, I think it's good to be able to just space out. So that's my answer. Yes, the same. I think I would never write this book if I wouldn't be a runner, because the running gives me maybe some calmness and readiness to do things step by step, no? When even if you're on, uh, on the starting line, you don't never see the finish line. But you say, you say to you, to you uh, let's start and maybe uh, little by little, I think I, will, I could do my best and let's see, maybe I will finish it. So I, um, I, I do many things um, in this way. Great. Yeah. Chico, what about you? Yeah, uh, both uh, running and and uh, and writing gives you uh, opportunity uh, to learn something more about yourself or to maybe even recognize yourself in in a different uh, situation, life, or even sometimes you surprise yourself. Because when I'm running, uh, when I'm writing, I don't know if we do if the same. Sometimes when I go and read what I wrote. Uh, it's I, f I get, got a feeling like it was written by somebody else, you know. You write and said, "Okay, uh, wow, somebody, you know, who was that? Uh, who talked through me?" And uh, there are some things that couldn't could not be uh, explained. Like, and it maybe it's I like it that way. And with running, you know, when you run um, or you are in movement, few hours, you you get the ideas, you get you meet the thoughts, or your, the thoughts meets you. Uh, that you uh, otherwise you wouldn't wouldn't have because I'm constantly in, in a few few writing projects. I write write right now write a novel, few commercial texts, uh, some children's books, and I need uh, sometimes like you know, said just to get out of myself and come back and maybe to see things from and uh, yeah see things from other from other perspective, and uh, boy you. you you don't know when it comes or how it comes, but you should certainly know when it comes. Let's say the the inspiration, the solution, uh, the thing, the missing part that you missed, and uh, it just must it must not be forced, you know, and await it. You just go, forget about everything, and then it comes back, you know, you know, on the top of the mountain, in the middle of the very hard climb, when it's you know just need something to to. Uh, to distract yourself, you know, just and yeah, it's interesting because for me, writing and running, it's you know, I do it ev like almost every day, but still, it's pre. Both of them are.
pretty unknown. Some of the aspects are unknown for me, and it's it's a good thing. It's great. Well, that's a question. Yeah, Ravi. Good morning. Have you ever done that? Uh, take Nagrintos? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love. Yeah. I've done it a few times. Take Nagrintos. Uh, it's one of the maybe I'll take Noah and take yeah. to green. Tides I don't even one. know what it is. It sounds yeah. intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> it is. At this point, I know. It's like uh, yeah, it's one of the hardest mountain runs in Europe, I guess. Wow. Yeah, if we can say that, one of the yeah, and it's traditional, and it's supposed to be the last one next year in organization of Papesh. Yeah, that's it, it. It was said this year, and it's pretty hard climb. You you, you do. Uh, almost 2,000. Uh, um, uh, yeah. yeah, high altitude, altitude change wow. from okay. from Domu uh, Kamnički Bistrici to the top of the Green Wow! And it's uh, yeah, you meet with yourself quite a few times <laughs> when you yeah. go there. Interesting. Mm. And the sticks, the the poles are not allowed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And you have to find the time limit. And you have to find the time, time limit. It's two hour and a half. Yeah. yeah sure. Oh my goodness. The first time when I went, I, I was two two minutes uh, beyond, yeah. And that that's no. And it was kind of transformation for me. The first time I went on two thousand, I think two thousand and twelve, and I was like, I the time limit is two th- hours and thirty minutes, and I was I don't know I was running and I was walking I was running and then I came up and I was wow, I wasn't you know I didn't succeed. how people. Uh, can manage that under two hours, and it was it became my goal to do that. Yeah. And yeah, four years later, I, w- I was running one hour and seventy-five minutes, and I think I won't be able to go better than that. fifty-seven. Yeah, I think it won't be uh, able to. That's go amazing! Than that. Wow, yeah. that sounds a little too hardcore for me. <laughs> no, but I'll come cheer you on. We'll go. We'll go uh, slowly <laughs> on some other occasions. Okay. We go a regular. We go. We run to Kamnisko Sedlo. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. Nice path. Well, thank you all so much for coming. Oh, oh we have one more question. question. Sure, great. Yes, uh, uh, maybe you can remember your first question. My first question? Today. Oh, that's a good test. <laughs> <laughs> My very first time running? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when did you start to enjoy running? Because in that yeah. question, I feel uh, a little bit of your yes. Ooh, experience. Yes, oh, you do. Yes, indeed. So, but uh, I think our guests didn't uh, correct uh, exactly answer this question. So. <laughs> okay. Maybe you can provoke them to, to quickly. Well, find I want to enjoying. Yeah. When did you start to enjoy running? Uh-huh. Or did you all, maybe you answered it by you always was enjoyed it, it when you were fleeing in terror from the neighbors yeah, that you did a prank it was, on? It wasn't enjoyable, but <laughs> it was a necessity. It was enjoyable <laughs> when you escaped <laughs> yeah. successfully. And you really? liked it from the start. That's Well, yeah, it's an interesting kind of liking. 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 Yeah. yeah. You mm-hmm. like it, but it's never easy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. you have to um, put yourself into it. You have to convince yourself that you are enjoying it, and then you, are, you can start enjoying it. Yes, it's physically uh, can be exhausting, but um, life is not uh, just nice. It's, um, <laughs> I think you start to appreciate running when you get older. Yeah, you know, yes, in elementary school, when they're yeah. pushing you on the, yeah. this, uh, the competition, mm-hmm. you say, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. In the middle school, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, who will run? Maybe then when you're getting older, it's mm-hmm. even for ultra running, yeah. a lot of people, it's like about 30 or 40 years old. And when yeah. you stop competing, maybe yeah, those two don't go exactly mm-hmm. together. So maybe this question is very similar to the question, when did you start to enjoy your life? That ooh, that's that sounds like a makings of a book. <laughs> Very good question. Thank you again all for coming. If you would like, you're welcome to come to more of these events. The next one, well, there's events in English and in Slovene. If you haven't had enough of me on Saturday at 2 p.m., I'm teaching a free workshop in art forgery, which is one of my academic specialties, at the um, monastery in Kamnik, Samostan Mekinje, from 2 to 5 p.m., and anyone's welcome, and that's in English. On October 1st, um, at Kulturni Dom Kamnik, I'm doing an interview in Slovene with Svetlana Makarovic and Svetlana Slavšak. On October 2nd, here, I'm interviewing Micha Mazzini in Slovene. 
And on October 17th, we're back here in English for the next in this series. It's going to be about pop culture between Slovenia and America with three American expats who live in Slovenia, Steve Klink, who's a jazz pianist, Hanna Mancini, who's a pop musician, and her husband, Greg Jurkovic, who's a restaurateur who runs Pop's Place, the burger place, and the Lublanica, among others. So you're welcome to any of those. But thank you so much once again. Thank you for hosting us. Mm -hmm. And have a good night.